morning to you. It's Thursday. It's 14 minutes past 10. Join us on Facebook Live, if you possibly can, as we whiz off by the magic of gas-powered wireless to Sai Kung and say hello to our friend Steve Vines. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good, good morning. Well, you know, not that good. Well, morning, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> morning, yeah. Well, shall we, shall we settle on morning as a compromise? Lovely. Uh, one more reminder, really quick, Facebook Live, because that is the best place to put your comments. We'll see them immediately and hopefully read them out and have a bit of fun. Where do you want to start, Steve? Well, we do, in fact, have a, a comment. Why don't we just kick off with this from Douglas, who says the object... Uh, sorry, the objects. The optics of the Jimmy Lyre arrest, 200 officers, flies in the face of calamity carries rhetoric about the national security law not being used to repress Hong Kong. It's stunning that supporters bought NetShares, um, and as Douglas points out, at one stage, uh, over two days, they were up 1,000%, and then voted yeah. with their appetites. I know, that's, that's a lot of percentages. Um, and voted by, with their appetites by going to Lai Sun's restaurant. Hong Kong shows it won't be bullied. What do you reckon? Well, I, I mean, that. I thought you, I thought that you're going. Yeah, you guys keep coming up with clever stuff. You know, I mean, I think Hong Kong has gone into a new phase of, you could call it response or resistance. I think, you know, this law is is very scary. Let's be under no illusions about that, mm. and it almost certainly means that it will kill off mass street demonstrations. Done, at least done for now. pretty much, is it, I think? Done job. Yeah. It will mean that um, self-censorship in the media, uh, um, other than the weasel media that doesn't self-censor, they're just going for it, but self-censorship in the media is going to get stronger and stronger. And it will mean that literally tens of thousands, I predict hundreds of thousands of people will leave Hong Kong. So if you think that's job done, congratulations. Mm. Meanwhile... And, and this is, I suppose, the point that Douglas is making. Hong Kong people won't be bullied. You know, um, there are other ways to resist. And when you live in a repressive regime, you learn them by the day. You learn that going out and buying the Apple Daily when the jackboots come into their offices, turn over the offices and leave, is a, an act of passive resistance. You know that buying the shares of Next Digital is an act of Passive resistance. What about practical knock-on from that? Everybody said it's exactly what you have, an act of passive resistance. Well, but what's the practical? The knock-on is, is, is that, that, that you, can, you can clear people off the streets, yeah. but you can't clear the love of liberty out of people's hearts. Mm. The passive resistance lingers, and it lingers until the point at which people think, you know what? We've had enough of this. This thing about if you've had liberty for a long, long time, it's almost impossible to get rid of it. So it's probably better for some parties if you haven't had liberty at all, that, that idea. Well, I mean, you know, that's a really interesting point, even though you made it. <laughs> 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 because normally, normally what you find, and, and I always, I know people will get fed up with this, but I always think of the old Soviet Union, where, you know, the tradition of liberty was certainly never strong, if at all existent. Um, but it was existent in the so-called satellite states. I mean, Czechoslovakia had a democracy. Hungary had a democracy, albeit briefly. Mm. Indeed, Germany, before the Nazi period, had a democracy. And it had a democracy um, 
in the interregnum after the Second World War, even in the East. So, you know, in those countries where they had some experience of it, but let's be clear, it wasn't the same level of democracy. Um, sorry, it wasn't the same level of freedom because, of course, Hong Kong has never really had democracy. It was not the same level of freedom that, that we've seen in Hong Kong all these years. Hmm. But there the spirit was really strong and it spread like a virus into the heart of the monster itself, i.e. the heart of the Soviet Union, which was Russia. Hmm. This is, of course, exactly what the authorities in Beijing fear, that from the periphery, where there has been um, a long experience of liberty, it will become a virus that infects the rest of the country. I understand that. I don't make this up because they keep saying it. They keep talking about Hong Kong having had a colour revolution. They're referring to the uprisings that we saw in the satellite states of, of the Soviet Union. Mm. So, you know, Hong Kong is unlike the rest of the world. I mean, you look at countries, other countries, where you see enormous repression and, and operation of a police state. You know, Hong Kong isn't North Korea. North Korea, of course, has never experienced a, 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 a glittering flowering of freedom. Mind you, mm. there is that on the other side of the border in South Korea. And I'm supposed to spit, I think, at this point, go, yeah. South Korea. But, you know, I mean, I think once, once the seed of liberty has been planted in people's hearts, it's very hard to remove. I've got a question for you, Steve, at this point. What's your historical take on um, countries that have had very hardline regimes and then all of a sudden they haven't? Do they do it well? I think the, the, the fact of the matter is that, that when you've had nothing but oppression yeah, you, and you move weird, from that very, very quickly to something else, there is indeed chaos. There's usually um, more than chaos. They're, they're, it's a very hard to make that transition. But it's remarkable the speed with which people adjust to democracy. I mean, you ask the people of Poland, for example, some of whom are voting in the previous election for a very hard line authoritarian party, which in fact won that election. You know, do we want to go back to the days of the Soviet Union? Even the supporters of the current government in Poland do not want to return to that. And of course, there's a big growing opposition there. You ask the people of the Czech Republic, would we like the Soviet tanks to come back as yeah, they well, did in 1968? Yeah. And I haven't seen a single person in the Czech Republic saying, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's have more of those tanks on our streets again. Yeah. Can we can we go back for a second, Steve, to Douglas's email, just to get a tiny bit specific here? <coughs> because um, he's talking about um, stuff being... What's the word I keep forgetting? In... I kept... I, in the past, oh, never mind. Um, he's, oh, you mean the retrospective the application of the law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he wraps up by saying, what do you think the liaison office is thinking? I mean, we, we, we know about the arrest of Jimmy Lai, his two sons, other executives from, from Apple Daily. Um, there were also three other arrests. I, I'm sure everybody knows this. So I'll go over it very quickly. But the most prominent of those yes. was of, of Agnes Chow. Who, who was a leading member of Demosisto. She was a leading uh, member of the um, alliance that um, produced the Umbrella Movement. You know, I mean, she, she's 23 years old. She's a, she's a young person. 
but but she did announce a month ago that she was ceasing her activities of advocating um she was ceasing her activities. I, I don't know why I'm qualifying it. She just said, I'm ceased. She's, she left Emma Sisto, which yeah, anyway yeah. has been closed down. Yeah. And she said, you know, I'm at the moment, I'm withdrawing from all of that. So in the period since the act was brought into force, yeah. July the 1st, not that long ago, she's actually been entirely inactive politically. So why is she being arrested now? Only the only explanation is it's for what she did in the past. Well, yes. So you know, the whole thing about this national security law is, is it's whatever the mainland says it is. If they give an assurance it won't be retrospective, well, that's all right. Except for we've decided it is now but, retrospective. Yeah. If they've given an assurance, and remember, this assurance was also given. This will not. Um, impact on the operation of a free media. Well, sending 200 police officers into a newspaper office and videoing it, remember this, the police didn't sort of do this in, you know, in the cover of darkness. They wanted everybody to see what the consequences are of operating an opposition newspaper in Hong Kong. This is what you get, 200 police officers Storming into well, it makes office. an impression, doesn't it? I mean, it makes an impression. And it. these numerous pictures again, I'm talking about police video, nobody else's, <coughs> of, of Jimmy Lai doing the perp walk, the perpetrator's walk, yeah. you know, shackled in, in, in cufflinks, metal cufflinks. You know, he's a very dangerous man. He's, he, he's known for having walked in the past, um, sometimes up to his front door. These optics are there for a purpose. You know, the police don't video at this for fun. They video all this to show, defy us, this is what you can expect. Now, of course, there's going to be a slew of other arrests, and I, I don't say that lightly, because it's a very serious matter. But <clears throat> I think what we weren't expecting was that the first target would be the media. Everybody, I think, was over optimistic in thinking somehow what about the you operation... what did you think because you know... i was i was i i admit i was guilty of that wow. i mean and you know it's not just this it's not just the apple daily um arrests it's also <coughs> the um what we've seen in the past week we now know that 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 visas are being withheld from foreign journalists and indeed we now know that a special unit has been set up within the immigration department to weed out journalists. And how do we know this? Because Al Kawang, who's the immigration director, said in a statement, such a unit may have been established. What does that mean? It, it has. means has been established. <laughs> it, um, what do we know about the Chinese uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, who issued a statement? <coughs> Sorry about coughing here. Um, condemning the Foreign Correspondents Club for raising alarm over these matters. It said, you know, they had, no, they had no reason to do this. There was total freedom in Hong Kong. And then the statement ended after saying there was total freedom and nothing to worry about. And I quote this precisely. The statement ended by saying, there is no such thing as absolute press freedom. So, you know, Apple Daily is clearly at the sharp end of this. 
But the rest of the media is, is very much in the picture. And <laughs> when you have the police now saying they will only give briefings to trusted media, we all know what that means. So, you know, I, I, I think, and I take full responsibility for my own naivety. I always thought that, <clears throat> you know, they'd come for the leaders of the uh, protest movement. They'd come for dissident politicians. They would come from people. But we all expected they, that, you see. So, we uh -huh. expected that. That doesn't make it good, but no, we expected that. But I somehow thought that they would understand that if you go for the media, you send an even stronger signal to the rest of the world that yes. the past is over. Yes, yes, yes. You tell people who are thinking of setting up a business here, if you, if you think you come to Hong Kong and you can get hold of any information you want, forget it, chum. Mm. That, that boat has sailed. Ironically, of course, it hasn't sailed completely because, you know, I'm talking to you. Apple Daily is still, as we speak, on what day is it? The 13th of, of August, Apple Daily is still publishing. But the direction of travel, oh, my God, the direction of travel is, is truly horrifying. Do you ever want to say to people at this stage, the things you've just mentioned to us, just take a, take a breath for a second and just try, just try to, you know, be a tiny bit patient instead of going off from the hip about arrests and this, that and the other? Well, I mean, you know, the price of liberty is, is eternal vigilance. I mean, that's not my saying. That's uh, Absolutely. That's be, saying. be vigilant. But I'm saying, is there, is there merit in resisting the temptation to just go off and, you know, gob off about everything? Oh, my goodness. And just see. Well, just see what goes on. You know, down. I think, I think and, and I was just li listening to a, a webcast with Jimmy, Li Jimmy Lifeck before, coming on air today, where he was saying, you know, Hong Kong people need to be very careful and need to be very um, aware of what how they're responding to things. So there is a case for caution. There clearly is a case for caution because it's dangerous. Let's go for a couple of comments because it's news time in about 90 seconds. Um, we can discuss some of these afterwards. Rick writes in FCC Foreign Correspondence Club in the dock too. Tom, Tom says Soviet tanks. When can we expect PLA tanks rolling through Shangshui? A lot of this we need a crystal ball for, guys. But uh, Colin, Steve, even China is using Uber and other ride-hailing apps. Apparently even North Korea has something similar. I can't remember what that was in reference to, uh, Steve and Colin, but do keep on. And one more from Brett. He says, what about the future of RTHK, a well-respected, credible source of news in Hong Kong, which now also seems to be coming under more pressure to toe the line? Brett, Brit, sorry, your guess is as good as mine. Absolutely. That's the most honest thing I can say right now. What do you want to get on to after the news, uh, Steve? Well, I would, um, I think we, we, we obviously need also to talk about what's going to happen with the new provisional legislature or whatever it's being called that's, that's being set up Very after the cancellation of the elections. I think we could have a bit of a chat about that. All right, then, Steve, you sit tight for a minute. Now, as I always say at this time, if you are watching and listening to us on Facebook Live because of a transmission routing thing, you won't be able to hear the news. You'll just have silence. So today I thought that I would give you some music to listen to whilst we do the weather and stuff like that. So let's get on with it. Uh, where were we, Steve? Join us on Facebook Live if you want. Uh, getting some good comments coming in. Should we go back? To, I mean, this whole thing about tanks, it's been trawled out all the okay, time. Let, over the let's years. Talk yeah. about tanks. I, I also... 
Just before that, can I just pick up something from the bulletin that we've just heard? Yeah, go on. Maria Tam saying to people they should look at the Chinese constitution. As Maria knows, I actually spend my waking hours reading the Chinese constitution. I want to quote to you what it says. Citizens of the People's Republic of China enjoy freedom of speech, of the press, of assembly, of association, of procession, and of demonstration. Right. Um, what does that mean in practice? Would the word not in front of every one of those clauses make more sense? I mean, this business of saying because the basic law says there's a free press, because China's constitution says there's freedom of speech, freedom of the press, blah, 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 it exists. I mean, you know, George Orwell, eat your heart out. This is, this is a world of parallel realities where you write down exactly what you don't mean to do. Have you noticed how every communist dictatorship loves to call itself, with the exception of China... Democratic. <laughs> democratic. I mean, so we have the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Yeah. There's a lie in every word of the title of North Korea's name. <laughs> don't don't uh, don't get distracted by what they say. Focus on what they do. So, shall we talk about tanks, as you said? Yeah, um, it's been said ever since the handover. You know, I remember a CNN report talking about what the possibility of tanks rolling down the street in the Hong Kong SAR <laughs> didn't happen, did it? Well, well, let's let's re let's just quickly remember what happened um, at the end of last year when there were these massive um, exercises on the other side of the border carried out by the People's Armed Police, so-called anti-riot exercises. Yep. And they did look very ominous. And they were clearly the designed point. to share, <laughs> share the producers out of everybody in Hong Kong. Yes. But I think what's happened is that the grey men, and let's be clear about this, it is only men who are involved. The grey men who run things in Beijing thought, you know, there's a much better way are bringing these people to here, to heal, sorry. We will weaponize the law. We will do this under the pretext of a lawful procedure. We will make the law whatever we want it to make. We won't even bother to consult the people of Hong Kong, let alone the Sino, the chief executive in name only, because she'll do what she's told anyway. Um, we'll bring in this law. And we will clamp down in every way yes. as effectively to, as a clamp down could be made by a tank. To quote the low brass players' credo in orchestras, the boys on the tubers and the trombones, you got to let them know you're back there. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it, Steve. It's theatre, darling. That is exactly it. So now we are in this world of parallel reality where the Chinese constitution talks about free press, freedom of assembly, blah, 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 and the reality is uh, something else. Yeah. We have this extraordinary thing, and you can read it in your favourite newspaper, where, where it says... <laughs> I was thinking of a Hong Kong Sunday version. Sunday sport. Uh, Sorry, yeah, carry on. <laughs> you'll soar away, whatever it is. Um, where you have the papers saying... In their news reports, not in their comment sections, oh, China has been really lenient in allowing elected legislators to serve in the legislature. Hang about. Where are we in the world where there's leniency shown 
by allowing those who've been elected to the legislature to serve in the legislature. What they're talking about is the four <coughs> members of the current LegCo who've been um, disqualified from standing in the now aborted election. Yes. I mean, everything, you know, aborted election, disqualified. I mean, these are all new things in the Hong Kong political lexicon, but they're there. But apparently it's an act of leniency to allow elected members of LegCo to serve in LegCo. What would be an act of not leniency? I, I, I mean, I, I find the language of this almost as worrying. Can we go to our Facebook political expert, Kat, who's back with a good comment, Steve? Yeah? Hello, Kat. Yep. She says, the Democrats are struggling whether to continue their term for one more year. Kat says, I prefer them not to because the LegCo is not legitimate anywhere. Even if they stay in LegCo for one more year, they are still the minority and bills just won't get passed anyway. I prefer a sharper and quicker um, end than this prolonged suffering, says Kat. Show hands on both sides. Be honest, then start all over again. Kat wrote to us on Facebook, so join us on the live feed if you've got a minute. Steve. I, I disagree. Uh, I mean, I understand her point, but I disagree with it uh, for this reason, is that I think that people who bothered to vote for these uh, members of the pro-democratic camp did so because they expect them to do the job. They expect them to be there. Cat's yep. point is that it's hopeless and there's nothing they can do. Well, you know, giving up is always the easy option. My view is you maintain the ground that you already occupy and you see what you can do there. It may not be very much, but the basic point, I think, is that... She's saying don't dignify it, basically, election, isn't she? Yeah. Once you've stood for election, you're obliged, if you win that election, to serve however onerous the conditions, however unfair the circumstances. And we know that the... Um, pro-Beijing uh, minority in the chamber will force through probably new rules of procedure to make opposition even more difficult within the chamber. Tough they won't hold by-elections despite having expelled certain members, etc., etc. The, mm. the playing field is not leveled. We all know that. It's a rotten system. But, but, do you retreat from the battlefield because you don't think you're going to win every battle. I don't think you do. Go up a couple of levels here. I mean, is LegCo itself, indeed, is the Hong Kong government itself rendered uh, toothless, I, I suppose? Well, I mean... L like, the, literally... The Hong, the, the Hong Kong government barely exists in any meaningful form. I mean, they, they fill in the forms, they appear, and, uh, you know, uh, and they've learned absolute fluent Beijing speak. So... You know, Carrie Lam, do you remember her? She used to be some job, I can't remember what it was, um, comes out and says, oh, it, 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 it's um, atrocious. It's, there's an atrocity in, in her having been sanctioned by the United States. I mean, she just takes the script, reads it out, but, you know, without all the, the glamour that we associate with her rhetorical abilities a few more minutes with steve join us on facebook live if you can i just can't reach my emails so easily but i will try in just a second when he starts off again um cat's point so you disagree or you I just disagree. don't follow I, I that i respectfully disagree with her because okay, i understand okay. where she's coming from yeah i just don't think she's coming from um a, a place that makes perfect sense that's all i would say about that yeah all right then um do we, oh, I was going to say, do we want to talk very briefly about the virus? Because it, it's still with us. Yeah, is it? 
Yes. I, I mean, what I find so scary about this is that while Hong Kong has most definitely experienced another surge of this virus, there is still not enough attention paid to the fact that something like 200,000 people are exempted from checks in coming across oh, the border. Yes. Okay. Is that a potentially dangerous situation or not? I mean, if you believe the propaganda, which is that the virus has been eliminated in the mainland, then you'll say, well, what's the problem? Well, if you really believe that, why isn't there a free flow <coughs> in, in the border, full stop, not just 200,000 people? Mm. But if you also read, and this is where things get very, very tricky for the propagandists, if you read regional newspapers in the mainland, you'll find that there are outbreaks all over the place, not just in Xinjiang, which we know about. So, you know, which reality are we dealing with here? Which reality are we dealing with when every time now the Sino talks about the situation of the virus, she seeks to politicize it by saying, I must first of all say that I want to congratulate, I want to thank the mainland for its benevolence in sending people, help, blah, 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 blah. I mean, she can't help herself. She wants to politicize everything. And then she turns around and says, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. These people are politicizing things. Um, kettle, pot, black. Words that all run in one sentence. Mm. Hey, I've got a couple here. I found my emails. Uh, Kat, Kat came back and she says, okay. sources said, this is just hearsay, they're going to allow mainlanders to transit at Hong Kong airport soon. No idea, but thanks for... Sorry, writing. can you can you say, I didn't quite get that. Sources, so, said sources said they are going to allow mainlanders to transit at Hong Kong airport soon. That's just one comment on our Facebook. That is, in, that is indeed in the papers today, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. This is Colin. Steve, the raid on Apple Daily looked more like Mexican military drug bust. Really? Hong Kong has 200 police hanging about doing nothing? Question mark, says Colin. During the raid, what happened to the COVID-19 social distancing? Groups of two, not 200. Yeah, you're one of yeah. thousands of reactions similar there from Colin. Thank you very much. Don't, don't, don't you have a point there? Yes, absolutely. Not uh, to mention... All the journalists who are herded together in groups it's theater, to, to, to it, be know. told to produce their identity. Yeah, he has a good point. Right. I got an email earlier on from James. Uh, let me just find this one. Oh, it was about relaunching Hong Kong. I, um, I, he's got another one here. As we are seeing, says James, the rise of the yellow dollar as a means of supporting democratic aspirations as a form of protest. Oh, are we seeing, says James, sorry. Um, the share price of Next Digital hit a 12-year high. Hundreds of thousands bought a copy of Apple Daily and long queues formed outside the live family-owned restaurant. I felt proud and yet subversive buying a copy of Apple Daily and I can't even read Chinese, says James. <laughs> Will these activities be broadly regarded as acts undermining national security? Will Next Digital be suspended or delisted? Apple Daily forced to stop publishing, all question marks. Once again, Hong Kongers have shown their ingenuity to make their feelings seen and heard with the one thing the Hong Kong administration of Beijing love and actually understand, money. Thank you, James. Good point. All good points, if you ask me. I think we are in that era now of, of a different form of resistance, where people need to use their heads and think of ways to make a point which do not immediately endanger them. Mm. I mean, if you're going to be arrested for going out and buying a copy of, of Apple Daily, 
um, it's not that the party's over, it's the party has been comprehensively smashed down and, and into smithereens. Yeah. So, yes, there are all sorts of ways in which people can express passive resistance. That is one of them. And Hong Kongers are fantastically really are. innovative Absol people. The, the umbrella was just an engineering masterpiece. Whatever your political views, that was an engineering physics masterpiece. <laughs> anyway, t Tommy says that so, thing, you know, the transit it, thing is starting Saturday, apparently. Sorry, Steve. I was just going to say, you know, if it, it, I, I always say this to people who go, oh, is this the end of Hong Kong? I say, you know, the worst bet you can ever make is, make is against the people of Hong Kong. You're going to lose Never money on bet that against bet, etc. Hello to Faye. We'll just um, put your comment in here for Steve before we say goodbye. Faye says, the exemption is part of the political strategy to, quote, harmonise Hong Kong into China. The push of the health code, the introduction of China medical personnel, they need a minor outbreak to justify these intrusions into Hong Kong's established systems and institutions, says Faye. Um, and Kat says blue, so-called blue shops are suffering. Yeah. Minor, I, a minor outbreak. So another, another I keep saying theatre in that funny voice, but another example of that, basically. It is. I mean, the business of, of yellow and blue economies uh, obviously started earlier on in the, in the protest movement. I don't think that's going to go away either. People have long memories here. They know which companies have been associated with um, support of doing down Hong Kong's freedom. Right. And, you know, they may well find that that's not as cheap as they thought it was. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much to Steve Vines and thank you so much to you for your fantastic comments. He'll be back next.